48K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Sean Kennedy. Tonight's headlines. The Appeal Board on Public Meetings and Processions upholds a police ban on a July 1st march. President Xi Jinping urges Chinese Communist Party members to maintain their integrity and stay loyal to the party. And a new survey says the percentage of Hong Kongers who feel proud to be a Chinese citizen hits its highest level in 10 years. An appeals board has upheld a police ban on a planned march on the handover anniversary on July 1st. Three groups have planned to stage the rally. Natalie Ching reports. The Appeal Board on Public Meetings and Processions cited infection risks posed by COVID-19 in upholding the ban. It described the police ban as reasonable because the mutated strain of coronavirus is causing outbreaks in nearby countries and regions and Hong Kong's vaccination rate remains low. The board said the infection risks would be high, considering the number of participants expected to join the march, which could last for hours. The League of Social Democrats, Team Shui Connection and Safe Lantau Alliance wanted to march from Victoria Park to the government's headquarters in Admiralty. Chen Poying of the League of Social Democrats said they would instead petition at the flag-raising ceremony at Golden Bohemia Square in Wan Chai on Thursday morning and set up street booths to promote their cause. Because for a long time, very many years, we have to do the same thing on July 1st and nothing happened. And as far as I remember, there's no police intervention or arrest. Why is there anything different? The police warned the public not to gather at Victoria Park on that day. Here's Chief Superintendent Steve Zhang. Police appeals to the public not to participate in any unauthorized assembly or prohibited group gathering, not to advertise or publicize any unauthorized assembly or prohibited group gathering in any other manner. Police adopts a zero-tolerance approach to any illegal acts and takes absolute enforcement actions. The Civil Human Rights Front, which had organized the march in the past, did not apply for permission to hold the protest this year. President Xi Jinping has urged Chinese Communist Party members to forever trust, love and contribute to the party. Mr Xi, who's also General Secretary of the party, presented medals of the highest honour to 29 party members. Priscilla Ng with that story. The July 1st medal, announced in 2017 and given out for the first time, is part of President Xi's efforts to shore up the image of the party. Recipients included soldiers, community workers and professionals in the arts and science. The awards ceremony took place at Beijing's Great Hall of the People with much fanfare and was broadcast live on national television. During the event, the Chinese leaders said all party members need to maintain their integrity, conduct themselves in a clean and honest manner and be forever loyal to the party. He spoke through an interpreter. All party members must be aware of, observe, and practice the ethics. We must aim to be clean people and do clean deeds. We must devote ourselves wholeheartedly to public duties and maintain the political nature of the party to be clean.
All comrades must have complete faith in Marxism and socialism with Chinese characteristics and make that their lifelong aspiration. They must forever trust and love the party, keep the people close to their hearts, and dedicate everything to the party and the people, President Xi added. On Thursday, a major ceremony will be held to mark the 100th year since the CCP's founding, when the Chinese leader is expected to make a longer speech to outline his vision for the party's future. A new survey shows that the percentage of Hong Kongers who feel proud to be a Chinese citizen has reached its highest in a decade, but pollsters say that doesn't mean they're happy with the government's performance. The study by the Hong Kong Public Opinion Research Institute found 41% of respondents are proud to be Chinese, compared with 55% who aren't. It also found people's satisfaction towards Beijing's policies on the city has risen for a second year after years of decline. Here's the Institute's deputy CEO, Chung Kim Wah. People after two years of confrontation between the government and the people, uh, and after one whole year under the oppressive national security law, some people may have slowly accustomed to the recent scenario. That would make the data seem to be a little bit more when we talk about national ply or the kind of thing. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is five minutes past eleven. The authorities are now linking a man found with the Delta variant of coronavirus to three imported cases and say it's no longer an untraceable infection. The 27-year-old airport worker was the city's first case of the more infectious variant. The Centre for Health Protection says genetic sequencing found his strain to be identical to the genomes of imported cases from Indonesia. A probe revealed he had had brief encounters with the three imported cases at a specimen collection centre at the airport earlier this month. Meanwhile, health officials reported one new imported case, a 43-year-old man from the United Kingdom. And on the ban on flights from the UK, infectious disease expert Joseph Tsang says it's an appropriate move given a rise in COVID-19 cases there involving the Delta variant. These interim measures has to be uh, adopted for time being, especially we are uh, going to have a number of incoming travellers of Hong Kong citizens who are going to come back during the summer holiday. So I think we need to be uh, vigilant about whether there is uh, any imported uh, Delta variants to affect our community. Police say they've arrested two men in Lambton and Taipo and seized chemicals that could be used to make explosives. Officers said the pair had made social media posts aimed at inciting hatred and violence. Alec McWhorter is a senior bomb disposal officer of the Force's Explosive Ordnance Disposal Bureau. The chemicals seized were what we refer to as precursor chemicals. A precursor chemical is a chemical that can be used in the manufacture of homemade explosives. The chemicals that were seized are consistent with the manufacture of gunpowder, a low explosive. The quantity of chemicals seized is consistent with an end product of approximately one to one and a half kilograms of gunpowder. One to one and a half kilograms of gunpowder could result in a very serious explosion. That this was being considered in a residential building is incredibly reckless. 
A rare luxury residential site in Kowloon Tong will go on the market in the next three months under a government tender. The site on Broadcast Drive, which was formerly occupied by RTHK's education television team, is expected to fetch about a billion dollars. It's one of two residential sites that will be on offer in the July to September quarter. Together with a site in Yunlong, they'll provide 200 private units. The Development Secretary, Michael Wong, said projects by the MTR, Urban Renewal Authority and other private developers will make up the bulk of the quarterly target of 5,400 units, the highest in recent years. Mr Wong says that means the government is on course to meet its full-year housing target. Together with the supply of 1,650 flats in the first quarter, the total private housing supply in the first half of this financial year will amount to about 7,050 flats, representing over 50% of our private housing supply annual target. For the first time, people who are 60 years old or higher will be eligible to apply for the upcoming batch of the government's silver bond. The Financial Secretary, Paul Chan, announced in his budget in February that the age limit would be lowered from 65 to 60. The government now says the subscription period for the three-year bond will begin from July the 20th with a guaranteed minimum interest rate of 3.5%. The issuance size will also be sharply increased from last year's $10 billion to $24 billion, with an option to further raise it to $30 billion, depending on market response. There will be no secondary market for the product. An accounting manager of a sushi restaurant chain has been jailed for six years and eight months after he admitted to stealing $24 million from the company between 2005 and 2007. Wendy Wong has more. The High Court heard that 50-year-old Eric Tong pocketed the revenues he collected from six Itamai Shoji restaurants on 680 occasions and fabricated deposit slips to make the company management believe he had put the money in the restaurant's bank account. Tong spent and gambled the money away. In 2007, he failed to submit relevant accounting documents to the company's auditor. He fled to the mainland after the matter was exposed. He returned to Hong Kong in 2016 and was arrested in 2019. Tong pleaded guilty to six counts of threat in January. In passing sentence, Deputy High Court Judge Andrew Bruce criticised Tong for abusing the authority given by his company to commit the offences repeatedly for a long period of time. The judge said the crime was shameful as it involved a breach of trust and a huge sum. Overseas and a convicted serial killer in Japan known as the Black Widow has lost her final appeal to avoid the death penalty. More from the BBC's Celia Hatton. The murders carried out by Chisako Kakei have dominated Japanese headlines for years. Following a high-profile trial, she was found guilty of killing three partners, including her husband. She also attempted to murder a fourth man, leading to comparisons to the black widow spider that kills and eats its partners after mating. Kakei entered serious relationships with rich elderly men she found on dating sites, she then poisoned them with cyanide and pocketed millions in inheritance and insurance payouts. South Africa's top court has sentenced the former president, Jacob Zuma, to 15 months in jail for contempt of court. It follows his refusal to appear at an anti-corruption inquiry in February, accusing it of political bias. Sisi Kampepe presided over the trial. I am left with no option but to commit Mr Zuma to imprisonment with the hope that doing so sends an unequivocal message in this our constitutional dispensation the rule of law and the administration of justice prevails 
Jacob Zuma was ousted as president in 2018 over allegations of mismanagement and systematic corruption. He's denied involvement in a number of graft scandals. The Australian state of Queensland has reintroduced coronavirus restrictions in a number of regions after two community transmitted cases were detected. People in areas of southeast Queensland, including Brisbane, must now wear masks when they're outside their homes. Perth in Western Australia has also started a lockdown. Restrictions are in force in New South Wales as well. Kerry Chant is the state's chief health officer. What I want to see in progressive days is that we start seeing all of the cases being effectively isolated that we're announcing, and that's going to be a a key indicator of success. Meanwhile, Germany's interior minister has urged the British government and European football's governing body to reduce the number of spectators allowed in stadiums for European Championship games. Horst Seehofer said it was irresponsible for tens of thousands of people to gather in confined spaces in countries afflicted by the highly contagious Delta variant of coronavirus. The British government says capacity for the semi-finals and final of the tournament will rise to at least 60,000. Switzerland are celebrating a memorable win over the world champions in Euro 2020. They were down 3-1 against France with 10 minutes left in their last 16 tie before scoring twice to force extra time and winning 5-4 on penalties. Switzerland's hero in the shootout was goalkeeper Jan Sonner who saved the final penalty by Kylian Mbappe. What a game, what a football night. <laughs> the end is, is crazy, the end is, uh, is beautiful. Um, but um, in, during the game, how we came back, um, we went uh, two goals down. Really, really difficult situation for us. After the penalty, we, we, uh, we didn't score. And uh, I'm really proud of this team, how we came back and how we played this game. The other last 16 match also went to extra time, but it didn't need penalties. Spain got past Croatia in an eight-goal thriller. It finished 5-3 in Copenhagen with Alvaro Morata scoring the go-ahead goal for Spain in extra time. The Spanish football writer Guillaume Belago says there's no shortage of excitement with the current Spain squad. We have a goalkeeper that makes mistakes. We have an emotional striker that scores when he wants or when he can, and generally it's not enough. We have centre-backs that just met and don't have the full confidence of the coach and he's changed them today. We score lots or not at all. We play in a way that nobody else plays. We go to a game like it is an adventure, like climbing a mountain without enough protection. So a team full of weaknesses who keep walking on the edge. Who should be the neutral's favourites? In the NBA playoffs, the Los Angeles Clippers staved off elimination by beating the Suns 116-102 to in Phoenix in Game 5 of the Western Conference Finals. Paul George scored 41 points and Reggie Jackson added 23. The series moves back to LA with the Suns holding a 3-2 advantage. And the World Rugby Champions have named a team for their first international since November 2019 when they played Georgia in Pretoria on Friday. The coronavirus pandemic sidelined the Springboks after they defeated England convincingly in Japan to win the Rugby World Cup, a record equally equaling third time. Only six of the team that started against the English were, have been included in the run-on team to face the Georgians in the first of a two-test series, with Johannesburg holding this, hosting the second on July the 9th. And a reminder of our top stories tonight. The Appeal Board on Public Meetings and Processions upholds a police ban on a July 1st march. President Xi Jinping urges Chinese Communist Party members to maintain their integrity and stay loyal to the party. And a new survey says the percentage of Hong Kongers who feel proud to be a Chinese citizen has hit its highest level in a decade. The news from RTHK.
as my mate calls them, the Bee Gees of course and too much heaven, the quieter side of 11 o'clock on a Tuesday evening Peter King with you here on 3 through until 1am, if you'd like to be in touch maybe something you haven't heard for a while, it's Radio Pete at Gmail, somebody who's done just that is Davey, he said last night you 